podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, it's Tino here. What you're about to hear is the opening part of our Scottish Cup semi-final big match reaction after Celtic took a massive step towards the treble with today's win at Hampden Park. The full-length episode is only available to our subscribers over at the Celtic Exchange Plus, but you can tune into it right now, completely free, by activating your complimentary seven-day trial. It takes less than two minutes to sign up for at thecelticexchange.com slash sign up. So if you want to enjoy this one after yet another big one for Ange Postacoglu and the boys, then head there just now and we'll see you on the inside. I get that the narrative will be that we were lucky again, but that's all right. We'll just keep winning games of football. The words of Ange Postacoglu is Celtic once again do what they have to do and take their place in this season's Scottish Cup final. This is Tino with the Big Match Reaction and I'm joined here by Muff. Muff, how are you feeling first of all and what's your summary of today's big one? Hello Tino, hello listeners. Um, how am I feeling? Ecstatic and relieved at the same time. I don't know if that, that's quite unique. unique. Is there a word for that? Um, I, I just think in the context of the game, the way that it shaped up Celtic getting the goal when they did... It created a bit of a, you know, last chance saloon roll of the dice for, for Rangers their season in 45 minutes to, to stop us marching on, but also to salvage something from themselves. And and I think, you know, to, to their credit, they did throw the kitchen sink at it. But, but yet again, this Celtic team find a way to win, get backed phenomenally by the support, and you just see how willing they all are to fight for each other. The system is mainly about attacking play. And I think the attacking players got a hell of a lot of credit. But today was about the defence, every one of them. Um, and even Anthony Ralston, when he came on as well, played his part massively. So real credit to the defence um, and how they coped with Rangers in the second half. Rangers you know, did have a lot of the ball. But again, I do think Rangers flattered to deceive yet another game passes where they don't score against this foot and play. And this, this whole narrative about us just kind of staying in front of them and I read in the paper that the previous couple of defeats they'd had were gut-wrenching when, you know, there's maybe a goal in these games but you can just tell Celtic are just by far a better team. Yeah, sometimes the, the scoreline deceives, doesn't it? And, you know, one nils and 3 twos. oh, there's only a goal in it. There's a whole bigger picture at play. What do you make of Ange? Just the comments there that I read at the start. So, you know, in response, I suppose it's a it's a... Thin, thinly veiled dig uh Bill's comments early Bills about Celtic being lucky or Ange being lucky. But as I say, Ange replies, that's all right. We'll just keep winning games of football. He's very comfortable in his own skin and has so much faith in his players, doesn't he? Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure if um you know you, you do something but four times, don't think that's that's lucky. Um there was some really, really bizarre I mean the, the stuff that's coming out of Rangers now. You must think a PR guy or a media guy would, would get a grip on them. There were some really bizarre comments for the assistant manager about, I am I can't wait to be beat them because a couple of things Andrew said I've not been happy about. And then Barisic coming out and saying, oh, yeah, they were noising me up when I walked into Celtic Park, but if that was in the street, I'd have battered them. But that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing there, but you're like, mate, come on, man. I mean, if that's a Celtic player, I'm like, Gal, have a word with them troops, you know, it, it's bizarre stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think Andrew's came here expecting a bit of professionalism. 
and a bit of professional courtesy for other managers, probably for the journalism trade, and he's received nothing. Um, he's probably sick hearing about how close Rangers are to him when he's 13 points clear and gone for a treble. He's probably sick about hearing how he's lucky when he's had to come in and rebuild a team for the bottom up. And he's probably sick of all these wee side swipes and jibes that he's getting through almost every direction. He's only human. He's got, you know, it, it wouldn't be a man if he wasn't in some way reacting to that. You know, he's kept his counsel very well in general, but he makes sure he gets his digs in in a fairly subtle way. I think today, post-match, you saw a man that knew he had slayed the sort of last domestic demon that he had, and that was, you know, beating Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden. Yes, we've still got Inverness to go, but let's be honest, it'll be an absolute shocker if, if we can beat off them. Um, and I've seen somebody, interestingly, put up that this is a chance to lay a few Inverness demons to bed. Um around the Scottish Cup as well, and I, I don't think that should be lost in us as a club either. Agreed. Um, you spoke about the narrative coming out of Ibrox, whether it's you know Barisic, Cantwell, Raskin, all these guys. You look at uh, Jot and Carter Vickers post-match, so caught that after the game, and really humble first and foremost, two guys who just know they've checked off another box, are now in a final, and, and they'll deal with that when they get to it. But you see in the interview, I think, I think it's Connie McLaughlin doing the interviews, and she asked, I think Jota specifically at the end, you know, and what about it now, you know, one game away, uh, you know, from a treble, blah, blah, blah. And he, he, he laughs, you know, he put on the right smile. She's like, I think I know what you're going to say. And he's like, yeah, we just take it one game at a time and, and that's what we do. And it is a it is a stark contrast, you know, the messages that come out each camp. And I think, you know, it's not by chance that the results also reflect the kind of humility and hard work that the Celtic players show. Listen, let's get cracking with with the, the lineup first of all. So, big news, of course, pre-match was that Hatati, Jota and Abada were all going to be available. Abada missed out altogether. I've not heard anything about that, you know, any reasoning from Ange, but obviously Hatati and Jota came right back into the starting eleven with Iwata and Haksibanovic missing out. Your thoughts on the, the lineup in general? I don't, I don't think there'd be a fan alive that, or a Celtic fan alive that wouldn't be happy with it. Um, it gives you so much reassurance when you see Jota and Hattati's name in that team sheet. You've been listening to our Scottish Cup semi-final Big Match Reaction, brought to you by the Celtic Exchange. To enjoy the rest of the episode in full, just visit theCelticExchange.com slash signup, where it takes less than two minutes to sign up for your free seven-day trial and to continue enjoying the rest of the show. So head to theCelticExchange.com slash signup now, and we'll see you back inside shortly. Sports Social Podcast Network.